What's up, guys? It is, I think, like day 15 of the vlog, which is pretty awesome, and we've made a ton of progress. So Simple Calendar is fully functional for pretty much everything we wanted to accomplish, except for one last piece, which is um, the events need to be filtered in a little bit better manner than what we've done here. We've taken the events and made them this like option that you can pass in, and that's great, but we're still doing a select and a sort in the view, and that's kind of like a little too much for the view to have to deal with. There's too much Ruby logic in here. So I want to delete this code, and I want to be able to say, let's have events, let's have like a sorted events uh, array. So we manipulate that. Uh, or hash rather. So we take the array that you cr gave us and we create a hash out of it so that we can look up all those events by the day um, really quickly. We can pull out that array. It's already sorted for us. We just grab it and we have auto filtered everything and you're ready to go. Ideally, this is what we could do. And I would love to be able to um, take this and then provide that to the view so that we could do that. And it would be more performant as well because previously we were doing a select and a sort every single day of the calendar. So this would pre-calculate things and then rendering the view would be a lot, lot faster. Um, so that said, let's dive into our calendar and make that happen. So I'm gonna save this, uh, this file up here at the top, but I'll leave it open so you can see the sorted events day that we're trying to hit which means that we need to make a method called sorted events and we're going to take uh, that and return it into sorted events as the local variable that we're passing into the partial. So we'll have sorted events and we'll take this event here and we'll put it down here. So this is what we're gonna use to start to calculate that hash. All right, so we need this like sorted uh, hash. And basically what we're gonna create here is we want it to look a, like a hash, something like this, where you have the date as the key, and then you have an array of events, and maybe you have three events in that one. Maybe this other one has just one event, and it's event number four or whatever. And you have like a date that's also like got two on it or something. And really the hash doesn't need to have um, arrays for any of the days that don't have uh, events because who cares? They don't have events so we can just uh, return nil back and then convert it to an array and make sure that that's like cool. Um, so as long as we change this rather than uh, doing the square bracket where it could return nil, we could change this to a fetch and we could uh, use an empty array as the default. So if we didn't find any, at least the code won't crash and we don't have any like if statements or anything in there. So our code is going to run correctly no matter what the case is. So now that we know where we're headed, this is ideal for what we can do. I'm gonna just brute force this because, well, it's fine. We're, um, we're gonna return the sorted hash back at the end but we can improve the um, the plucking out of events and sorting as we go. And you guys can feel free to send me like refactorings of this method. I just want to talk through the logic here because this is very Ruby focused. 
And what we're going to take is this big array of events. We're going to go through each of those and collect the days out. So that way we can get a list of uh, keys for the hash that we need. And then we need to um, we need to put that in an array and then make sure that all of them are sorted. And that's really it. So it's a little bit of work, but um, we need to go through and do that. So if we go through every single event and we loop through each of those, that means that we could say for the sorted hash, we could look at the the event. Actually, let's do let's we know the date that we're looking at, which is the events start time to date because we want to make sure we're using date objects and not times just to be safe. And then this sorted date will allow us to access that key inside the hash. And if it doesn't have one yet, we can do null equals empty array. So that would allow us to say, if there isn't an array of events for this day yet, so it's brand new and we've never seen it before, let's create a new array so that the next line we can do is we can shovel that event onto the array. And last but not least, we could go through this and we could say, um, let's sort those. So we can say sorted date.sort by and start time. So this would allow us to uh, do basically those same steps that we had in our view before. And if we back this all the way out, you'll see that we grab the start time to date. This was a select to make sure that we found the correct day, which is now happening as, uh, as this part. This selection on a hash is the exact same as the select here, but it's much more uh, performant because hashes can look things up really quickly. And then we're doing the sorting of each of those events for those days, just like we were before, and we do that here at the end of the list. Now, this is the piece that needs to be refactored. I'll leave that up to one of you guys as a challenge. Um, this is going through each of the events, creating an array in the hash. That's fine. It adds the item to the list. What's not great is when you have to resort that array every single time that you add one to a specific day. So if you have five items on a single day, what you're doing is you're sorting that list five different times, which you don't need to do. You really only need to do it one time at the very end of creating those uh, lists. So ideally, uh, you would have a to-do down here that would say, um, move sorting by start time to after the event loop. So here is where you would want to write that code to do this sorting. You would move that down and you go through every, um, every key and value inside the sorted hash and you would use that instead, not doing it here, but that's your challenge, not mine. I'm just gonna get this working and uh, hopefully one of you guys will tackle that soon for me. So, this actually makes some wonderful progress for us because now if we go and we update this code again, what we really need is that fetch day square brackets. And this has changed our code such that we're able to go through this whole process, find out all the meetings, 
and whatever. Um, and we can take this and update each one of these calendars so that uh, this code is handled inside the gem. Let me save that and we'll go to the week calendar as well. And once we've pulled that in, uh, we should test this in our application to make sure that it's working. And so go into our calendar, test app, run Rails server. And once that's ready, let's go into localhost meetings. And it looks like it still is. So this is really awesome. We've got um, everything working perfectly as before, but now it's a little bit more efficient. And our, our, uh, our code in the view actually doesn't do anything magical at all. There's no processing in the view happening. That's very good because logic in your views is always bad. Um, and you should try to make sure that that code is in the logical place. And views are usually just good to display things. So we've refactored that out in a pretty great way. Um, so now our sorted events method here will be available for every single um, every single one of those uh, calendars that you build. So the month calendar, the week calendar, anything else you want. And as you noticed here as well, this first calendar has no events passed to it and it worked fine as well. So this means that also those events are optional because the first time we check for events, if there isn't any, we'll use an empty array. That means that this each block doesn't get executed at all. And then we return the empty hash to the browser and then every time you try and fetch those days, there is none. So we use an empty array instead. And all of your code works functionally as before. And there's no if statements, which is the key to writing good code. If there's one thing you take away from this vlog, don't use if statements unless you absolutely have to. If there's any way to pull out if statements and just structure your code like we just did here, that is the way to do it. So these fetches are key to pulling out the if statements and the same thing happens to go for um, the, uh, the hash. It helps us pull that stuff out as well. So now that that refactoring is in the bag, we should commit this and make sure that we push it up to GitHub as well because um, this is one of those last pieces that I wanted to clean up before we release this gem. And of course we need to write a couple tests, but as you can see here, um, I, we could test these templates. They're not really that big of a deal. We may have one overall, uh, template to make sure that it, it renders that, uh, or one, one test to render the template. And then really we just need to test these uh, methods inside of our class. So we need the initialize, maybe, I don't really know that we need to, to test that one that much. It's like two lines of code. Um, if, it, if it ever got broke, like we would know immediately, but we should test it. And then the render has got a couple inf interesting things in that we need this uh, class name so we should actually pull this one out and we should say, let's do a partial name method. And this can have the, um, 
the partial name and that would allow us to do a test for the partial name a little bit easier and make sure that um, we can confirm that better. So really this render method, you really don't need to, to test it that much so long as you make sure that it calls the partial with the right value and then passes in your locals. Since it really only does one thing and more or less delegates to this other render method, um, it's pretty straightforward and these are kind of the key pieces to test. So the partial name is important because you want to make sure it renders the right template. The sorted events is super important because you want to make sure that those events are sorted and filtered on the right days. Start date's hugely important because what is a calendar without knowing which calendar version to display? Date range is hugely important because that is the key to all of this. Um, to know how many days to display. And additional days is not really that uh, important because it's only used in this one calendar. Um, but of course, this makes it so much easier because these are simple things to test individually, whereas the whole um, simple calendar in, in the past was, it was awful. I can't believe I wrote that code, but I think we say that about our all of our code from three months ago or older all the time. Like none of our code in the past was very good. And that's a good sign because that means you're learning. So awesome. So let's um, let's do another git status. I'm gonna make that a separate commit. So this first one was a git commit for um, refactoring the event filtering into the calendar class. And then we had this other one where we um, refactor the partial name into its own method. And I'm going to push that up to GitHub. And that is it. Let's add some more tests. I definitely would love to see someone submit a pull request to fix that uh little performance problem. There's probably not that big of calendars that people would be rendering with that many events that this will become a performance issue, uh, but it could happen. And we know it's kind of not a great uh, performance thing anyways. So if you feel like getting around to it, please fix it. And that's probably where I'm going to cut this off today because uh, it's Saturday. Hope you enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you again very soon. Peace.